Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 96. Sixth. Sixth. Sion? Sixth. Episode 96. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Juice World. Whoa! What? You must explain yourself. Juice World? It's a rapper. Look it up on Spotify. Um, I will look it up on Spotify. Spell that for me real uh, quick. Uh, Juice, J-U-I-C-E, space, capital R, no, capital W R L D. Born December 2nd, 1998. Oh, <laughs> uh, his music has been described as emo leaning and genre bending. That's right. It's your boy, the emo leaning, leaning genre bending, aka <laughs> Juice World. Juice World. That's right. <laughs> I've never heard this. Uh, the Juice World. I, he sounds great. If we share a name, that is, he must be good. It must be. Yeah. Yeah. And this is Comic Book Junto. We are back. Yeah. And we have a lot of things that have gone on, Ugh. but we're going to primarily focus on San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Lots of things that done happen in San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, that's right. Lots of revelations. And we're also going to have a conversation about Marvel, Marvel Studios, James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, Twitter, Internet. Mm-hmm. Heroes and villains. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mike Cernovich, one of the villains in that story. Cannot leave his name out of that story. Well, when we get there, you make sure you got you got your notes ready? Uh, I got my notes ready. But I yeah, I Octavia said on Twitter that this is gonna be kind of like a side A, side B. I think side A is like SDCC. Yeah. Fun, fun, happy stuff. You know, we're talking about trailers, we're talking about Aquaman, Deadly Class, which we just watched. We just watched that. We're talking together. about Godzilla King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a I lot knew of you different stuff. Have, you wanna start what yeah, you want to start with? I, I, it's it's hard to even say. Where do we begin? The thing that I want to begin with, the thing that I'm desperate to talk about. Okay. We're, we're, let's start with Twitter ads. At Octavius A. Newman. Yes. At Adam Tedderis. Yes. At com- at Comic Book Junto. Yes. Hit us up on those. Ask us questions. Hashtag Ask CBJ. You can also email Comic Book Junto at Barefruit. That's B3ARFRUIT dot com. Let us know what some of your favorite stuff some, from San Diego Comic Con was. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you're excited about, what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Listen along with us. Tweet back at us. Leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Also leave us a comment on SoundCloud and all that good stuff. Shout out to our Patreon mm-hmm. uh, subscribers. We appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. And now... Also, uh, uh, shout out to David Johnson on Twitter for giving me the AKA, the man thing, the myth, the legend. I really like that's that. That's a good AKA. one. The man thing, the myth, the legend. That's uh, a good one. By the way, he just wrong, a though. quick update for he y'all. Wrong. Hold on. Let me get this in there. He wrong, though. All right, man. Joe, you edit that out. Quick update for y'all. Man thing minute, episode five. We got five episodes right now, <laughs> okay? And I just want to let you know, in, in lieu of Comic Book Junto, Creative juices are flowing. Mm-hmm. They're spilling all over mm-hmm. the place. I got five episodes of Man Thing Minute. Each one is roughly way more than a minute. All and the Man Thing news you can use in, in under 60 seconds. That's right. I've had some suggestions to change the name because it's rarely 60 <laughs> seconds. Uh, ain't having it. Man Thing Minute is mine, TM, TM. Uh, and, uh, or I should say MT. Uh, Netflix has contacted me. HBO has contacted me. Wow. Sci-Fi Channel, they're popping off. Wow. The, the Expanse, Bezos, Jeff, contacted me. Mm. Amazon Video, people want this. Really? I'm looking at a 13 
episode, one hour long series. 13 minutes? 13 episodes, uh, and all of them will combine into one hour. Okay. That's what so what's that math? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, leave that to the side. You just said this, this is not the time or the all place. I right, got you. Okay. What I'm saying is, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking down uh, on all of you who have supported me, who have lifted me up. I appreciate you. You are my fan things, and I appreciate you. Mm. So uh, watch out for what's next. What about those folks who don't know what in the world a man thing minute is? I don't make ice cream for everybody. Oh, okay. Excuse me. There's a man thing flavor ice cream. <laughs> little babies make this? No. Probably. <laughs> little babies. <laughs> little babies make any kind of ice cream. They will. They will. They will. They told me they made... Little Babies is a Philadelphia ice cream company, uh, and they once made a pizza flavored ice cream which is that? served i have which is served on top of a slice of pizza uh, now hold on a second that's what's up wait a minute yeah so pizza brain pizza brain yeah so pizza, pizza brain pizza brain, place you get a Philly. pizza brain sliced and they put pizza ice cream on top of that that's what they did a few How years is, ago it's disgusting anyway. <laughs> can't be good <laughs> well, it's not can't it, be good it's not as bad as you expect it to be that lets me know that it is bad <laughs> that's what the message you've just communicated i'm being coy I'm I, being, oh yeah good job <laughs> way to go i'm being coy now that's a different podcast altogether anyway right. i just wanted to say i just wanted to say right, have so you been watching my content i have i watched every episode of what do you think i think it's funny <laughs> because i know you and i understand what's going on i wonder what everybody else thinks yeah because to me and my wife we just laugh at it sure and we're just like this guy is hilarious all-time favorite thing someone has said to me uh, was said actually this past weekend mm -hmm. in which someone said i like these i just wish you would talk about anything else <laughs> and i thought that's why this is why i'm here this is the kind of the point i'm trying to make to you <laughs> anyway enough about Man thing. All right. DC DC Unlimited. DC Universe? What yeah. is DC Universe? DC Universe is the name of the streaming service. Yes. Uh, we we got a taste of, of some of the programming, namely Teen Titans TV show. Well, Titans. No, this is the one that I've been wanting to talk about. Titans. Titans. So here's a couple of things that we're going to get with DC Universe for those, that you don't, those of you that don't know. First of all, you can sign up right now, dcuniverse.com. Um, you can go to the website and pre-order. I think it's like uh, $7.99 a month okay. or $74.99 for the whole year. You get three months for free, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Now, what you get with that is you're going to get a bunch of different content. You're going to get a Harley Quinn cartoon Original show. shows. You're going to get a Swamp Thing show, yeah. Doom, Doom Patrol show, and you're also going to get discounts on toys and shopping stuff. Okay. It's kind of like they're Marvel Unlimited, so you're going to get access to all these comics in the past. You don't know exactly how it's going to work. You're a member. You have like a loyalty card and original content. Right. You yeah. also get a, um, there's, there's a teen, there's a um, Young Justice Outsiders, which you know I've been very excited about. I've been talking about that for a very long time. Yeah. Um, they released a trailer, which is like six minutes six long. Six minutes. They're like, <laughs> last time yeah. on Young Justice. Mm -hmm. So we get all of that kind of stuff. I'm excited about that. I'm into it. $7.99, I'm down. You know, I like the fact that they combined it. Because mm -hmm. the comic part alone, I, I'm, I would buy. Mm -hmm. You know, just having access to all those comics digitally. You can look at it on your phone. You can even look at it on Apple TV and all that kind of stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. But the thing that seems to be most concerning to most people mm. is Robin telling Batman uh, yeah. how Robin feels about Batman. Yeah. yeah. You have thoughts. Uh -huh. I have thoughts. 
I done seen the trailer. <laughs> you done seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And here I am minding my business. I'm just living my life. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the internet like everybody else. Uh-huh. You know, I there had no bystanders I had, on the internet. Okay. <laughs> just an innocent bystander. No. Just living my life. Uh-huh. Putting one foot in front of the other on the internet. That's all I'm doing. Okay. Okay. And I happened to watch the trailer because it had come out, but I was doing something. I wasn't paying attention right away. So I get to it. I watch it. And I say, wow, that was intense. I'm in. You, sir, <laughs> decide to assault me on the internet. <laughs> you what? I'm like, all right. I'm, I lost my cool. Via tweet. I did. Yeah. I was like, I said, my and I quote, word, what has happened here? I said, and I quote, wait, what? That's what I said. I felt the intensity. Okay. Via, I was via trying to ex- characters. I was trying to uh, I- I- explain my facial expression. Mm. When I saw mm. I, I'm in. I, I, my face turned into, wait, what? Why? Tell me, what's going on here? First, let me get this out here. Okay. Before anybody else says this on the internet. Okay. If they don't call this first season of Titans, Robin season, then what are you doing? <laughs> then what are you doing? That's good. Uh-huh. That's good. Uh, second, I, I did watch the Titans trailer. This was kind of the thing that exploded out the gates. It felt like it, it started San Diego Comic-Con. Like, mm. this was it. Okay. Comic-Con is here. This is a taste of what's to come. And I watched the trailer. I hate it so fiercely. Why? I, I hate You hate it. hate. I, the word hate. I will. I will it use the word. It is so, so much in yeah, hate. It's, it's dripping with, with intensity. Sauce? I, I hate it. It's, I, it is dry rub and sauced. Mm. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But Why? I, uh, I don't like the I don't like gritty DC stuff. I, I think uh, Zack mm. Snyder has had his turn in in the movies, Man of Steel, and uh, Batman v Superman. We talked about this. We we cannot stop talking about this. But this is not about that. But it's not about that. But it is in that that it, it shares the tone. It shares the attitude. It is gritty. Robin's out here shooting folks. When did he shoot somebody? He was holding the hand of someone else, uh, firing a gun in an alleyway and just capping people. Okay. Robin, Robin was murking people. and We didn't see what happened on the other end. Dove is slicing people's Achilles tendon. Okay. And she's like the avatar of peace out here and just cutting people up. And Robin says... F Batman. I'm just. I. This is so. Where's Batman? Fuck Batman. He's so. This is 180 degrees from what I want. And it's funny to me that they got to take Teen out of the the name. Yeah. This, this shit ain't. Yeah. It ain't Teen. And it's. Oh man, I just hate it so much. From what I understand, I didn't read this run of the comics, but wasn't it called Titans? Mm-hmm. There was a, there's a run called Titans. Yeah, and this isn't this, the first time that they've gone that route. Yeah, this yeah. this story new. is based off of a darker Titan story in uh-huh. the comics. Is that correct? I think that's right. That sounds right. I can't confirm or deny. Okay, and, and uh, this is in such stark contrast to Teen Titans Go. Absolutely, uh, the the movie. Yes, yeah. that's going to be coming out. I've seen which I've seen. So excited to see that. Mm-hmm. In fact, this trailer made me more excited to see Teen Titans Go. Because I, I look, I don't need it to be a cartoon. I don't need it to be plucky. I don't need it to feel like 
the Powerpuff Girls or or whatever. I don't need it to be like Riverdale. Mm-hmm. I, but I want I want something new. I want something fresh. And when DCU says we're going to give you original content and you need to subscribe to the channel, here's a taste of what's to come. And you show me more of what you've shown me already in Man of Steel and in Batman you, v Superman. How do you know you haven't even seen this? Look, they they're 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 telling me what this tastes like by giving me the trailer. That's that's what they're saying. So this is one try sample, and you tried the sample, and you're like, and I said, bleh, bleh, bleh. yeah, so, and then so I you're just, not gonna watch this. Uh, no, really? no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Adam, it. If, if get... this look, they, they cut together the best stuff they had to sell me and say you psyched, and I said absolutely not. Are you gonna get Marvel Universe? I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. Batman the animated series. Digitally remastered. It's great. I'm excited about that. I don't want to pay $7.99 a month for that. I am excited to see some other Johns. Harley Quinn's not my favorite character. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Closest thing to a man thing TV show you're going to get. (laughs) And you know I'm excited about (laughs) that. (laughs) You know I'm excited about that. And James Wan is working on that. Yeah. From, you know, Fast 7 and Saw. I like James Wan. And James Wan is the director for Aquaman right now, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I actually have a little bit of hope, a little bit of optimism for Aquaman. I'm excited about that titans is so far from what i want it is hilarious it's like a joke it's like a parody of itself robin dick grayson saying fuck batman he's basically nightwing banana even nightwing had like some cool to him but listen we don't know where they're going we don't know why let me you know what i think Mm -hmm. i see robin Mm -hmm. jump across the building i'm like cool i'm watching the trailer I'm like, okay, he drops down, he proceeds to uh, in, be involved in fisticuffs, and wow. then, <laughs> where's Batman? He says, fuck Batman? Yeah. Shoots a gun? I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. what is going on here? Like, that's where my brain goes. I go, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Why is he there? Mm-hmm. Like, what has happened between him and Batman that's even making him respond like that. Mm-hmm. Why is he throwing a, a Robin Rang? A Robberang? Robberang? I don't know. A Rob a, a Robberang. You already said it. You can't take it back. What is it? Like they'll know. It's, it's not like a, a batarang. No, it's like a little shuriken or like a throwing star or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I wasn't really buying the Robberang. I don't know. And also they're they're very melodramatically playing out the origin of, of Dick Grayson and he's like slowly following falling from the trapeze and I just I don't want it. I don't want it. Well, this, you know, of all the Titans content, you know, the flying Grayson's falling from the trapeze is the pearls is crime alley. Crime alley. Yeah. Like, so that's that's a part of Robin's yep. origin story. You gotta see the Graysons fall the same way you gotta see the pearls fall. Raven is sad, 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 screaming. I, I'm not feeling it. I am not getting DC Universe for Titans. I, you know, if there's anything I'm getting it for, you know what it is. It's Young Justice. It's Young Justice. Young Justice, for sure. I mean, I'm excited about all the rest of this stuff as well, but Batman the Animated Series and all the rest. And also, we've got all the old DC movies, the original Superman, Batman 89, you know, like the Dark Knight, all that kind of stuff, the Justice League, all that stuff from all the animated movies are going to be on there. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. My thing is, like, this is just going to turn into cable again. 
How do you? Oh, you mean just channels? Now yeah, you just like, you're just getting things you're a la buying carte. a la carte channels, yeah. and each yeah, channel yeah. is like uh, yeah, agreed five to ten dollars. Yeah, you're gonna have two hundred dollars in channels. Amazon, Hulu, uh, HBO's got their own John. Netflix. Marvel, Netflix, um, Disney's coming. Disney's up. got their own John coming. DC has this Crunchyroll. Or yeah, VR, for anime, VR, whatever. What is it? VR. It's it's VRV. There's so much. There's so much. I agree. I agree. And if you have the option to pick and choose. Right now, right now, on the 23rd of July, mm-hmm. DC hasn't shown me something I want this for. Not yet. Okay. They have yet to show me. If, but, but on top of that, they, sh- they did show me Titans, and Titans turned me off so remarkably. That you don't want to read the killing joke at your own free will. Man, I'm, I'm not, I don't want it. I do not want this. Right. I do not want this. And I'm just saying, Octavius, I think I'm a part of the majority opinion here. This, I think what's, it looks... Who, who that? I think Who's that's... the majority opinion? I speak for all of us. Oh. And this looks whack. Mm. How do you feel about Starfire? People get the most upset about Starfire, and that is what is the least upsetting. So... Starfire Star, looks fine. Starfire is black. Yeah. That's what the issue is. Exactly. And she disabled her, um, her comments on Instagram. Oh, did she? No, she is going. The I did hear she's. Yeah, I did hear she's going to be in uh, Jordan Peele's Us. So I am very excited about that. Yeah, but I think she know. looks good. I'm yeah. fine. I'm, but you I'm, know what the issue is? She's black. Starfire's black instead of orange. What, yeah. she, what is she normally on the uh, cartoon? Yeah, in the she's comic? orange. Orange. Yeah. Uh, it, that that is not the problem with this. Titans. Titans got a lot of problems. It ain't Starfire. Well, we're going to find out about the problems when we, when we get more clarity. You know, the Swamp Thing show apparently is not going to be in the same universe as Titans. Speaking of speaking of Titans and universes, you know there's a Batwoman TV show coming out? I heard that. That I'm excited about. I really like the character Batwoman. Yeah. Kate Kane. I wish there was more exploration of the Bat family apart from young Bruce in Gotham. Yeah. yeah I don't I have, you know, I don't watch Gotham. Same. Young Bruce is I'm not really interested in. Same. So I want to talk about a trailer. Mm-hmm. Mayans MC. Know nothing about it. You don't know anything about Sons of Anarchy? No. No. But this is one that you often suggest I watch. Sons of Anarchy is one of those shows. So where does this fit in the Sons of Anarchy pantheon? It's basically it's basically like taking your camera instead of following um, Sam Crow, which is the name of a motorcycle club. Mm-hmm. The Mayans were like a parallel motorcycle club. Mm-hmm. So instead of the camera following Sam Crow, the camera's now following the Mayans. Gotcha. Okay. But I like Sons of Anarchy so much. One, I love seeing a motorcycle club that's represented by people of color. Mm-hmm. I think that that's dope. Yeah. And two, more from the same guy who gave me Sons of Anarchy. I'm in on that. So this is from the same showrunners. This is not like... Yeah. It's same Kurt director, Sutter. Kurt same Sutter. writer. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, maybe that will give me a jumping on point. Sons of Anarchy has been on for some years. and On and off. Yeah. And I, I, I was never along with it, although I, I know a lot of people really love it. You mm-hmm. really love it. Yes. Uh, and I, I'll check it out. I'm experiencing the same thing that I know you went through, which is I watch just dudes riding motorcycles and I can't get interested. Yeah. So like that's I like, said, the, it, it's a force field. It's yep. a force field. Like I've said... When my buddy Chuck, Chuck who hosted one of the episodes with me before Chuck when Adam Stiles. was out of town. Shout Chuck out Stiles, to Chuck Stiles. He was like, Octavius, you got to watch Sons of Anarchy. I'm like, I'm not watching it. <laughs> White dudes on motorcycles? Don't need it. Well, well I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. He's like, but you got to watch it. I watched it. 
And as I've told you before, there's a part that happens in season one, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, and I'm just like, watch it. Okay. That's that. I, I want to talk about some other trailers, talk too. Talk to me. And Where I want to keep within DC for a little bit. Uh, a few trailers that came out from DC's camp. We finally got our first look at Aquaman. Yeah. Um, Aquaman is directed by James Wan, mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're leaning really heavily into the fantasy aspect. It's like a sci-fi. Yeah, like Avatar underwater. Yeah. And uh, they can speak underwater now. You remember in Justice League, he had to create yeah. a bubble yeah. so they could talk. So they took that part out of there. They got people riding seahorses. <laughs> They're like swimming around. They got the reddest hair ever. They out red-haired Ariel, the mermaid. Mm. Mara with that, like she's got red hair. Yeah. And it looks pretty wild you uh you had young aquaman young arthur going to the aquarium making friends with sharks it's weird How, what do you think of this what do you what do you want from this uh what i think of this i saw that trail and i was like yeah yeah mm-hmm. i really wasn't moved too much mm-hmm. it was kind of like okay i'm going to go see this movie i've yeah. seen enough of the trailer but uh, it wasn't like, wow, this looks great. Yeah. It was kind of just like, okay. If anything, it was kind of like, I'm, uh, this is, I think I just kind of had the moment. Atlant- is it Atlantia or Atlantis or where Atlantis. is it? Atlantis. Atlantis doesn't look interesting to me. Oh, sure. Yeah. It just kind of looks like, okay. It doesn't look, there's not a whole lot that just grabbed me. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, all right, that's fine. And mm-hmm. when they were on land, that was some of the most interesting scenes to me. Seeing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Man- what is it? Black Manta? Black Manta. Black Manta was Black exciting. Manta's costume, he looks like he got pulled directly out of a comic. Right. Like they nailed it. Good or bad or otherwise, he looks one-to-one mm-hmm. with the comic book. Yeah. Which is kind of dope. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm willing to see what it is, but the jokes, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, jumping out of a plane, redheads, and you like scream, whoa! Like, I was like, yeah, ah. he was doing that thing that he was doing in I'm Justice like, League. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just don't, I don't quite know. You know what? I just had an epiphany. Mm. I think it's that I don't know who Arthur is. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on in that trailer that I'm detached from. Sure. And I'm just like, okay, none of that means anything to me. Sure. But if you show me Tony Stark Mm -hmm. in a slow moment, you don't even need to see me. Show me explosions and this and that. I mean, you could show me Hank Pym. You could show me Scott Lang at this point because I know who that is. Sure. You know, and I know what he's connected to. So for me, the trailer is just like, Action, 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 action. And I'm like, okay, I mean underwater action. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I I think the type of person who really likes Aquaman is someone whose favorite animal is sharks or a sea turtle or something. You like you have a connection, you have an affinity for water or aquatic life forms. And that means like, well, that's my guy. It's Aquaman because he he does too. And I, I don't have enough experience with his comics or backstory to say he's not 
the corniest superhero. It's not even corniness to me. Uh It's kind of like when I look at Shape, we watch Shape of Water. Yeah. When you see the way that is, it's kind of darker, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like more, more monster. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of, it's kind. It, he they look. He looks interesting. Sure, they're like. There's a lot to look at. Like, mm-hmm. what am I looking at? Like, yeah. I'm taking it in. It kind of looked like I was watching just like a SeaWorld commercial. Yeah, it does. Look you know, like. and it's yeah. like come to SeaWorld and check out all of the new. And now we have a new way. Like that's kind of the feeling that the trailer gave me. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'll go to SeaWorld in November. Sure. We'll see. Yeah, it does look a little bit like an amusement park. It didn't give me a lot to have an opinion about. Right. Other than, you know you're going to see this movie. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to go see it. The one thing that I think, the one thing that I'm thinking about is I need them to lean really heavily into the zany aspect of it and really be aware of it and go all the way. I want to see sea turtles with machine guns on their back. There's not going to be like sea turtles with machine guns on their back. He's like tossing clamshells at people. He, they, they need to get zany with it because if there's any part in which they're doing this and they take themselves seriously I can't do it you see what I'm saying there's there's a there's too much of a conflict in my brain like I can't take this seriously and if the movie does I'm gonna laugh about it and I need them to be a little wild with it I need them to lean into the weird aspect of it and uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what to make of this. I'm not, ex- I'm not especially excited. I know I'm going to see it because pop culture says I'm going to yeah. see it because I'm going to be talking about it when it comes out. But again, DC's showing what they have, and this is not what excites me. What does excite me is I just watched the trailer for Shazam. Now, Shazam, that's what I'm talking out about. Out of all the trailers that I saw mm-hmm. was the trailer that I was most excited about. Yeah. Same. And that was the movie that I thought I was going to care the least about. Same. same. I was like, Shazam? Like, I don't care about this movie. Man, I saw that trailer and I was like, I'm in. Nailed I get it. it. I yeah. understand. I totally buy it. I am brought into the world. I get the fact that this is kind of like, I kind of feel like a... Almost like super bad, 40-year-old virgin, knocked up, kind of old school, mm. kind of comedy. You get mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? Like kind of that super bad-ish. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that- Sort of. It, honestly, it, I don't know what it is, but watching this trailer reminded me more of the humor from Home Alone. Or that. There, I'm there's just trying, like I'm some trying to think of like some campiness to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like it knows... It knows the kind of movie genre it's in. Yeah. And it goes, yeah. Similar to what we talk about in Marvel, it goes, we're going to make a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Who can we make? Ah, Shazam. Mm-hmm. Or Shazam. What kind of movie would that be like? Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of this kind of movie. Okay, let's make that kind of movie. Sure. It's not shoehorning this into our universe, which mm-hmm. is what DC's done. So that made me go, okay. And it did. It it showed in the trailer the connection to the rest of the stuff, but it didn't make it about that. Sure, it made it about something completely separate, and it introduced me to this is Billy Batson, this is Shazam. Yeah, this is the movie. Yeah, got it down. Got it. Yeah, I I'm have in. everything that I need. I have the spirit of the character. I have the tone of the movie. In in light of the movies being gritty, DC's like dark, gritty movies, right, and Titan right. just coming out, this is like uh, fresh air. It, it felt like a, a blast of fresh air. What's wild to me is the guy who's directing this 
has only done horror movies as far as I can tell. Really? Or maybe not only done horror movies, but is most known for the movie Lights Out, which was at first a, a short movie and then became a full-length 2016 horror movie. Annabelle, Creation, that one. Some other stuff that's along those lines. This is David F. Sandberg. So this will be maybe a little bit different than what he's he's offered before but i'm excited about it it just it looks like he's got levity it's exciting it reminds me a little bit of the tick just a little bit hmm. of the tick a little bit of the home alone thing i'm sad that we have to do another origin story for a superhero but this looks fun man it looks fun and i just want to have fun i'm in for shazam i'm ready yeah now i know you saw this godzilla thing yo the king of the monsters Godzilla. yeah mm-hmm Talk to me about it. Uh, you all your the, friends are going to be in one movie. Yeah, all my friends. We got Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidorah from Planet X, Godzilla, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Godzilla 2014, I'm probably one of the 30 people in the United States who liked that movie in spite of all of its many, many flaws. I'm just, man, I'm so smitten with Godzilla. I love Godzilla so much, and I love Godzilla's... Uh, a pantheon of of bad guys and, and monsters that I'm just excited to see them again. Mm-hmm. I'm pumped to see King Ghidorah in in this movie. I know it's not going to be the same. I know he's not going to be the same badass golden three-headed dragon from outer space that shoots electricity from the old kaiju movies, but I'm excited to see the redesigns. Honestly, I'm less excited about the movie and more just to see the redesigns. <laughs> I just want to see the monsters. I'm excited to see Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah. And Kong was great. Skull Kong Island? Was, Kong, that, is, Kong again is another movie that's like, it knows what it is. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a kaiju movie. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a big monster fight movie. Yeah. And if you just settle in, let us take you on this ride, Yeah, you're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. If you go into this trying to, and, and when you settle in and you see this, especially when they show the scale, that's one of the things I think they did a really good job of Kong Skull Island, mm-hmm. the scale of how big Kong is. Yeah. And the things he was doing mm-hmm. with his size was re- how big, how strong, how monstrous, how massive this guy is. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job of creating stakes with that. Yeah. So when I think about this movie, I go, okay, you're going to really just lean into we're going to do a big monster movie. Yeah. But instead of being on an island, we're going to be on in like a city. Thing about this is for me, I'm in, I'm excited about I don't know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Mothra is like experientially. You know, I know who Mothra is, but I don't have like a depth of relationship. When these show when these movies came on when I was younger, I would like I'd watch a little bit of them. But I'd be like, all right, what else is on TV? Sure. Yeah, it, it's really interesting to me that Godzilla and King Kong are going to be in the same universe, and they're building up toward this. And, you know, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. At the are you going to tell me who wins? No. At the very end of Skull Island, ah. they tease the other monsters. Right. You know, they, they start teasing some of the other monsters that we're going to start seeing in this next Godzilla movie. It's funny that Godzilla and King Kong would be in the same universe. They had a movie together in... Oh, man, the I'm going to have to look it up. I think in the 60s, King Kong versus Godzilla wasn't even supposed to happen. It was supposed to be King Kong versus Frankenstein. How? Yeah, how? Frankenstein going to get bigger? Kong going to get smaller? Yes. 
Frankenstein's monster, by the way. Frankenstein's the doctor. But right. the movie King Kong versus Frankenstein didn't happen, and instead it was King Kong versus Godzilla. And that movie was whack. It was silly. It was bananas. It, it wasn't very good in terms of Godzilla movies. So that they're going to wind up together is bizarre. I wonder how they're going to make that work. Apparently, there are going to be more monsters than the ones that we saw in the trailer, but we saw they're Mothra. Making, yeah, they, they said... There's going to be some other surprises. I'm so excited. So I'm excited. That, that little kid in me is so pumped. The kid that went to Blockbuster every weekend and begged to rent Godzilla versus Biolanti over and over and over and over and over and over again. I'm just excited to see those monsters, even though I have this feeling that they just won't be the same. Mind you, mm-hmm. there's only one Blockbuster left. Only one? And it's in Alaska, I think. <laughs> Shout out to that. Shout out to Alaska and their last. Yay. Uh, Good for them. But I kind of miss Blockbuster. If uh, things go the way that Brian K. Vaughn, the writer of Saga and Why the Last Man and The Private Eye, says they might go, then uh, the cloud will burst. We will no longer use the internet and Blockbuster will be a booming industry again. They're going to come back because we won't have Netflix or DCU. And wouldn't that be a world to live in? All of this just because you don't want to see Robin be angry. Cancel the internet. Titans came out, and the first thing I thought is turn off the internet. I don't think that's the move. Bezos, you already contacted me about Man Thing Minute. Hit the button. It's no, over. Don't hit the button. We're done. All right. Glass trailer. Yo. Um, at this point, do we just talk about spoilers, I guess? Uh, do you feel any hardship? Does the blackout congregation feel what any do you, hardship? What do you, what, uh, Glass is the sequel to Internet, what? <laughs> let me just say this. If you know, you know. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah. if you know about what's going on with Glass, hold on a moment. I'm going to just give people a spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for Glass. Glass is the third movie in a, what's that called? Trilogy. Trilogy. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm yeah. going to spoil what it is. Well, so, if you watch the trailer, it's spoiled. If you watch the trailer, it's spoiled. Yeah. Spoilers, three, two, one. It's your fault. That's right. So we're going to talk about Glass. We're going to talk about the two other movies right quick that it connects to because this is the third movie in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Like, this is... Uh, what I love about this so much, and I'm even, like, wrestling with, like, is... This trilogy, like one of the best superhero whoa trilogies, big words. out there. If this, if that, that's what I'm saying, I got if it la- lands. It. If if you if they land it, that's mm. what I'm saying. Because when you think about superhero movies, superhero concepts, this is the most out there of all of them. Uh, this is the most is, original. Yeah, like there's nothing like this. No, it's it's excellent. It's, it's excellent. nothing like this. Yeah. So the first movie. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the name right now. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. It was a <laughs> superhero movie that you didn't even know was a superhero movie. Right. Until the end. And then the second movie was a movie that was great by itself that you didn't even recognize was a superhero movie until at the end that you recognized that it was a sequel to the first movie. That's right. So those two moments are great moments yeah. in movie watching. Yeah. Just those moments where you go, Man, I'm never going to get this back. Mm-hmm. Like that, oh, it was a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Yeah. I, 
didn't even like even when you watch the beginning of that movie, you have no clue that that's where you're going. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching Split last year, and at the end of it, going, "What?" Yeah, and you just kind of sit in the theater and go, "Wait a minute, wait, 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 hold on." So, so wait, 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 wait. You're just like, so this is, so that was a, a origin story for a villain. Mm-hmm. In the same universe? Yeah, you got Bruce Willis sitting in Silk City over on Spring Garden. Right. This all this happening in Philadelphia just warms yes, my heart. Yes, this whole too. superhero trilogy is a Philadelphia story. And my comic book shop, Brave yes. New Worlds, yes. starring in the trailer for Glass. The shit there are there are a couple of shots of Brave New Worlds, the comic shop that uh, uh, Octavius and I go mm-hmm. to on a weekly basis. Yes, shout out to you, Brave New Worlds. That's your yes. cinematic debut. That's right. Good for you. Yeah, that's exciting, man. And the, I the, love that the concept of this, from what we gather, which I like this about the trailer, mm-hmm. is I don't know what this movie is about. No. no, I have no clue other than we have. A doctor who specializes, or a psychiatrist, a psychologist, I don't remember what, what the proper terminology is, who specializes in people who think that they have superhero powers. That's right. I'm just like, take my money. Yeah. Come on, let's go January. Yeah, I'm like, excited, man. Where are you taking us, M. Night? What, what are we doing? Sam Jackson looks good as glass. Yeah. Uh, give me that suit. <laughs> that suit yeah. is wild. He look like he looks uh, fly. Yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. That that's going to be a good one. Yeah, man. Like I, I'm, I'm really excited to see where this this movie is going to go. And again, shout out to the trailer because you don't know anything. Mm-mm. You don't know. Are they all in an insane asylum? Like what's what's how, Why are they all there? Mm-hmm. How do they all get there? If they have powers, how do they even? Like, did they submit? Like, none of those an- questions are answered. Mm-hmm. But again, we have that kind of like relationship with M Night, where it's like M Night, you doing real good. Don't beef it. Don't please. Don't mess this up. Don't pull Avatar on this. Please don't, don't do, it. do. Yeah. the last. Don't don't last Airbend us. Well, look, you know, anybody can say what they want to say about M Night, but he has ideas. He go. He shoots. You know, he yeah. goes for it, and that's great. This is kind of like what an image comic book would be like. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. It's a little alt, you know, it's outside of the universes that we are accustomed to, the uh, uh, the Marvel universe and, and the way that the MCU feels, the DC movies and how they feel. This is outside of the big two, and it, it is telling a story from a different perspective. I'm very excited about Glass. That that's That's looking great. Um, that is a sequel. Let's talk about another superhero getting a sequel, this time on Netflix. Iron Fist. Iron Fist is back. What do we do about that? Old old Danny Bland came around. What do we do about that? What do we do well, about that? Have you seen all of Luke Cage? No. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen all of it. Well, I, everyone keeps telling me to watch episode 10 specifically. My understanding is Danny and Luke team up. Um I'm struggling through Luke Cage. I haven't been as excited about it. Although I keep hearing it is good. Not just good, but one of the better or best Netflix Marvel offerings. I I just... Maybe my attention span is messed what up. What is it about it that's got you kind of like, eh? I'm not interested in 
the characters right now. I'm a little tired of seeing the same characters. Like, the same ones from Luke Cage, the same ones from, uh, um, uh, what is it, Alias... Um, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Same ones from Defenders. Um, they're they're not doing it for me. In the same way that I see Atlantis in the the Aquaman trailer, and I'm just thinking, I don't really want to go there. And what this show is asking me to do is to give them 13 hours. I just don't have it. I'm watching The Expanse. The Expanse ruined everything. It's the best. It's an it's a roughly hour long show, and it is outstanding and original and very good. What is that on Sci-Fi? Sci-Fi. Yeah. Although now, actually, it's on Amazon. Uh, okay. Amazon picked it up. So, um, yeah, something's just been keeping me back. Do I do I need to persevere? What's going on? I mean, I think I like it. Very, I like it a lot. The dab. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. So terrible that Chio Hadari Coker had to address it. Made a tombstone of it. You know what I mean, it's yeah. like we heard you loud and clear, Michael uh Coulter actually made a video explaining it. It's like, hey, it was supposed to be a joke. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be bad. It was supposed to be terrible. Mm-hmm. He was doing too much. It was intentionally supposed to be like corny. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you succeeded yeah. more than you meant to. There's a lot of corny in in the first episode, the first few episodes, because they're they're frequently talking about this app, you know, like Hero for Hire or, or whatever, yeah. the Hero app. And the script and the way that people talk in the show kind of sounds like someone wrote the script who doesn't really know how this stuff works. This is just what kids are talking about. And it, there's a component of it that just feels a little disconnected from real world. Well, I think there's a component of it that is disconnected from real world yeah. because it is a TV show that's based off of a character that is based off of black exploitation, that is based off of white people doing what they think black people would be like back mm. then mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. black people doing white people doing black people yeah you know so yeah. like if you if you look back at those luke cage comics if i'm not mistaken that wasn't black people writing that no probably that was not. white people interpreting black exploitation mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah exactly. so there's a lot of jive turkey there's yeah. a lot of sweet christmas sweet christmas and there's a, you know there's a lot of heavy-handed and if you take Chihodari, who's probably going, okay, we're going to go and modernize black exploitation. But an aspect of black exploitation is it's kind of heavy handed. Mm-hmm. Watch out, sucker. Like there's a part of that that's like, that's a lot. It's like, but it's kind of supposed to be a lot. It's the nature of a, like a part of Kung Fu movies is the, that's, 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 that's so much. Sure. No one, no one's arm makes that noise literally by moving it 12 inches. Sure. You don't make that noise. Yeah. But part of it is the dramatic, the overdramatized movements of Kung Fu movies. Yeah. We just kind of go, this is part of the genre. Yeah. We just kind of accept it. And I, my yeah. thing is with Luke Cage, because I'm going to tell you, my wife, every time she would walk in, it was so hard Every for me not to I do would... the Borat voice the moment you said that. It was so hard for me not to do that. <laughs> Every time she comes in, every time I fire up Netflix, yeah. she's like, ah, oh, this is so bad. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Are you serious? Yeah. This is terrible. And I was like, wife, it's supposed to be a I'm little. clean up the streets. It's supposed to be a little like, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's supposed to be a little bit like that. But once you. Just settle in, Stokes, Mariah Stokes. Yeah. Like, it, it just let let it happen, mm-hmm. and you stop like 
calling them up to what you want them to be and sure. just accept it for what it is and listen to the story and get into it, then it's like, oh, I'm actually interested in what's going to happen next. And that's the thing that has been different for me from in comparison to most of these Netflix Marvel shows. Sure. I don't really care what's happening with Jessica Jones. Yeah. I did not care what's going on in Defenders. No. I did not care what's going on with Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. I definitely cared about what was going on in The Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when it comes to Luke Cage season two, I cared about what's going to happen with Mariah Dillard, Mariah Stokes. Why does Bushmaster keep correcting them and saying it's Stokes instead of Dillard? Mm -hmm. What's going on with her daughter? What's going on with, you know, Luke and who is his significant other? What's her name? Night, Night nurse. nurse Claire Claire What's yeah. going on there What's up with his dad yeah. You know What's going on With the with the, the Harlem thing and the, and the app thing And what's up with Pops And look, I'm, I I want to know Like I'm in To the community To the But I think the thing About Luke Cage is Each episode Is like a comic book You're not going to Get all of it mm. You know mm-hmm. Like you're reading An arc of a story mm-hmm. So there's development. They're taking their time to walk you through and go, this is Bushmaster. Mm-hmm. This is Mariah Stokes. This is her background. This is her, this is, this is, this is. And then as we work through that, you come to points and you go, oh, okay, that's why all of that mattered. That for me is what it was. Which I understand. Acting? No. No. Did you make an accents? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fight yeah. scenes? Nah, not really. It, 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 I think, I think Luke Cage season two for for me right now, especially since we've gotten what Daredevil one, Daredevil two, uh, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones two, Defenders, Luke Cage one, Luke Cage two, and Iron Fist, Punisher, and Punisher. We've gotten all of that right, and it's all followed the same format, which is thirteen episodes, one hour each. At some point in time, that. It was no longer necessary for these shows. Not every one of these shows, not every one of these seasons should be 13 episodes and they shouldn't all be one hour long episodes because that format does not serve some of these stories. And when they say we're going to do a whole episode on shades, I don't have that time to give to shades. I don't want it. I don't want to spend all that time with shades. This Diplo ass guy going in and shooting people inside of a furniture store. I just like, I'm not, I'm disappointed that I can't get a more condensed version of this. And I feel like the format is slavish to what Disney and Netflix arranged for. They're like, well, this is the part, this is the contract. You, we, we paid you for this Mm -hmm. and you have to give us this. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's in service of the story, which is a shame because I know there's something really good in here, but it's like, this is a Tootsie Pop, Tootsie Roll Pop is taking too many licks, man. It's taking a long time to get there, which is part of the reason why when somebody tells me episode 10 is the one you want. I want to just be like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to do the thing that I did when I was a kid, pick a random comic off the spinner rack and just hop in. Let me just hop in because if it's good, maybe it'll inspire me to go back and say, yeah, all right, juice is worth the squeeze. Let me go. Well, for the sake of this conversation, spoilers Mm -hmm. for Luke Cage season two, Mm -hmm. internet and for you, Adam, when we talk about Iron Fist season two, Mm -hmm. When I saw that episode with Power Man, when I saw the Power Man and Iron Fist episode, that made me go, oh, this is different. Mm, That's good. This is different. But 
Chihodari Cougar is not doing Iron Fist season two. But that just showed me what can be done with different characters, mm-hmm. with different writers, different directors. Mm-hmm. Because it made me go, I get this. Sure. I understand Danny Rand here. I understand Iron Fist here. Like, and the biggest thing I can say about Danny, Danny was very self-aware. Mm-hmm. He was aware of who he was. He was aware of who he was last season. Mm-hmm. He was aware of who he was in The Defenders. It just seemed like he had this kind of like, in his character, who is this kung fu master, he had had this enlightenment, mm-hmm. this moment where he was kind of like, yeah, I understand what it is. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. I, I get it. Whereas in Iron Fish, I am more Iron Fish. Why isn't anybody being nice to me? He's like yeah. this different guy who's kind of like, I don't understand. I don't get it. I, why am I this? And this one, he's like, I totally understand. Yeah. I, like his, vo- his voice is on. It's even calmer. And he's real like... Just like, yeah, man. And if anything, he's like, Luke, you gotta chill out, bro. Yeah. Like, he's kinda he's kinda like that's good. He's kinda hang loose surfer. I want that. Bare, like now the barefoot loose jeans kinda yeah. it kinda makes sense. Cause he's like, yin yang, like I'm flow with the go, go with the flow. Yeah. I'm he has that loose attitude which works off of uh, uh, Luke Cage's hard edge, you know, right? And, it, and it, I, I mean, I, I will go on record and say it was a misstep to have these shows be separated from the jump. I wanted from the jump Power Man and Iron Fist to be its own season together. Mm-hmm. I wanted those guys together doing their thing because that's my favorite. That that dynamic together, they can explore their stories separately, but they're the that that's the buddy cop, mm-hmm. you know that that's the way this rolls. And I wanted that 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 different take on superheroes from marvel netflix and have daredevil be you know like this dude is immortal he's getting his ass kicked but he's persevering mm-hmm. you got jessica jones being jessica jones i don't even know what's up i didn't even watch season two of that and oof it was hard and again another one that suffers from that 13 episode one hour each that that really didn't work and i, I really want power man iron fist to be like the show psych or mm-hmm. or something along those lines where it's like the odd couple and it's these guys doing their thing and they do it differently and there's the the hard edge the tough thing that luke's got to deal with all the time and then danny trying to balance him out and the two of them tolerating each other, yeah. loving each other. Yeah. I've I've wanted that from the jump and to have four seasons of shows if not more to get to that is a lot. Right. It's so much. So when I come to Iron Fist season 2, I go If it's like episode 10, I'm interested. Yeah. If it's like what we've seen before, which is what I think it's probably going to be, because we've had 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 episodes of, of Iron Fist mm-hmm. of kind of being the same guy. Yeah. And then we got one episode where he's kind of like, you get it. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that it took someone who had a different perspective to kind of go, Iron Fist should probably be like... An ally and, yeah. a, and a person who's kind of like, I understand that I have privilege. Yeah. Not privilege? What are you talking But if the arc if the arc is going to be, he had to go, because a lot of what, I mean, again, spoilers, a lot of his attitude is, I get it now. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he's looking at Octavius and going, I, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, and 
we made the character learn while you were away. Yeah. He, he's grown up a bit. He's, he's more self-aware and he knows what he didn't know. So we've written into the story that this guy, even so even when I'm hearing he's not Kun Lun, he's not Ran Tech, Ran Corp, he's on the streets. He's in Chinatown. He's okay, in yeah. New York. That's he's what's up. on the ground. Though that fight scene in that trailer did not look good still. So my understanding is the choreographer, the fight choreographer from Black Panther has oh, been, really? has been uh, employed on the set of okay. Iron Fist season two. Okay. So I think what that, that trailer was trying to show was at least, even though the fight scene wasn't all that hot, it was still trying to show impact and and the fight looked a little bit different. It certainly didn't look as shit as season one. True. Um, does the fight choreography fix everything? Uh, it doesn't fix everything, but it's definitely a large part of what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I say, I just want to see Danny Rand be like that self-awareness that I saw in season two. Sure. Well, but that them fight, you know, we you know we got to have good fight scenes, man. Danny Rand, kung fu master, like, Dan- we can't not have kung fu. Yeah, agreed. Which is one of the reasons why it was so dissonant in that first season. It would just look like trash. Danny Rand, we hope can become more aware. Danny Rand, we hope can be someone who can change over time. If we can give Danny Rand grace, then maybe he can be great and be a part of Power Man Iron Fist as we know and love him in the comics. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, something that I, I, I have hope for, you know, we're, we're going on, uh, we're getting close to an hour of SDCC coverage mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about the arc of humanity and whether or not people can change. And I wonder if maybe we switch over to side B. All right. Side B it is. Mm-hmm. Joe, put some, uh, transitional music in here. Oh Yeah. Right, right here. Something like calming. Is it? Not, do we want calm? Yeah. Well, do I mean, we like, oh, drop one of clues bombs. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. We're going in the opposite direction and all of that kind of stuff. Sure. Godzilla roars right in here, or it could just be us making the noise. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. Okay. I was thinking calming because I wanted something to be, you know, I want your people's spirits to be be in the right place. Let's give you something soothing before we get into something kind of grim. Okay. Something a little difficult, which is, of course, we've got to have a conversation about James Gunn, Disney, Mike Cernovich, tweets, everything that's been going on in the past, what is it, two days? Past two days, it's just been. It seems like Marvel did not make, <laughs> they didn't do a Hall H thing at San Diego Comic-Con, mm-hmm. but it's like they did, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was just this instead of check out this new trailer or these new photos or this new announcement. Yeah. Um, where to begin with this one? Well, why don't we uh, why don't we give a general update on what's actually going on? Because we don't want to assume that everybody's aware, everybody follows Twitter, and everybody follows this stuff like we do. That's right. Because some people come to us to hear us talk about this. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so a few days ago uh, on Twitter, just uh, if we start this as it unfolded, a few days ago on Twitter, an alt-right uh, social media personality, this guy Mike Cernovich, tweeted and retweeted some things that James Gunn, the director, former director of Guardians of the Galaxy, tweeted back in, I think starting back in 2009. And they were really repulsive jokes. James Gunn had tweeted these things that are really just 
terrible, awful, not funny attempts at humor. And it was like shock jock humor, like jokes about rape, jokes about pedophilia, jokes about things that are nasty to get a rise out of people. Let me just go ahead and make a mo- take a moment to say, these comments, yeah. these air quote jokes mm-hmm. are wild. Yes. I'm talking about this guy was bugging. Yes. Like, I don't even understand what you think is funny about that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not even... Like, I, I, I like comedy. Mm-hmm. And I like comedians. And I have a grasp of comedians, I guess, like any, any guy would, mm-hmm. any gal would, any person would. You know, just comedians, a large part of comedy is they try to push the envelope yeah they try to press you past your comfort zone that's like a style of comedy some comedy makes you think some comedy makes you consider things and there's some things that get a laugh out of you that aren't like so a chicken cross the road or just kind of like physical humor just being physically funny or being silly funny like so a Mm -hmm. couple examples that i think about there's this whole conversation about Mike Epps saying that Kevin Hart's not funny. Mm. Now, I kind of understand what Mike Epps is saying is because Kevin Hart's style of comedy is often silly. Sure. It's not think, 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 and you go, oh my gosh, it's funny because it's true. Sure. It's funny because the circumstance in and of itself is funny and his voice. And Listen, I'm not going to play with you. Uh, like all the way he talks, like that's funny. Yeah. But a comedian would it's go- It's a lot about presentation. Yeah, it, that's a great way of putting it. But like a comedian could go, but that's not funny. Like with, yeah. it, with your brain, it's not funny. So, so some comedians are different. Like Chris Rock, Richard Pryor, those guys said some stuff that if you go listen to it now, you're like- whoa, but at the same time, you're busting out laughing. Yeah. But when I read these tweets, I'm like, I don't understand this humor. I, I don't, I'm disconnected from. Sure. I don't, I'm like, I, I don't, it seems lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're just saying things. Horrible things, yeah. Like, this isn't funny. No. It's just, you're just, you're just. It's not even dick jokes. It's kind of like, cause so, you know, even the dick joke humor is kind of like, ha, ha, ha. No, this is, this is the this kind of thing like, where it's like uh, they, when it goes too far and then you keep going too far and then you keep going way past that. So it's like Cards Against Humanity offensive, but way past that. You know what? That's a great way of putting it because Cards Against Humanity, I see why, people, why it makes people squirm, but it's a good example of this kind of comedy because mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that game, it's supposed to make you go, oh, you know what I mean? I don't want to put this card down, but it's the only have a card I have that works. But the whole room kind of gets a laugh out of it because it's that uncomfortable comedy. Well, yeah, I, this, I see what but, you're but saying. But that, like, that's, this is like doing it well, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's just like it's like seasoning. Yeah. You can oversalt something. You're like, blech. Yeah. What is this? Oh, I, I you put way too much salt on this. Yeah. This is the example. Like you drown this in ketchup. Like Suf- yeah. Su- this is suffice to say, James Gunn oversalted these tweets. And hard- if I can offer some wild, it, this is this is not excusable, but the context is very important. Uh, just so we understand uh, who James Gunn is. Prior to Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn made his career as a filmmaker with a, a studio called Troma. Are you familiar with Troma? 
I am now that we talked about it earlier. Troma is I was familiar with them, but I didn't recognize who it was. Troma is responsible for uh, some cult classics like The Toxic Avenger. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was making movies for Troma. Troma's kind of, <laughs> part of their shtick is that they will make anything. And it's all supposed to be deeply offensive and repulsive and repugnant and just the most nasty, horrible thing ever. That's kind of Troma's thing. Look at so, Troma's website. 40 years of disrupting media. Yeah. Exactly. So Troma is disgusting. So uh, James Gunn was uh, with Troma. He made Tromeo and Juliet. He made a show called PG Porn, Sergeant Kabuki Man, uh, a lot of horrible, terrible, offensive things. And this is what he did for a living for uh, uh, comedy and a bunch of other things. So back in 2009, he made these oversalted tweets. And they're... Jones are terrible. They're bad. Really bad. And in 2012, GLAD, uh, the Gay and Lesbian uh, 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 Association, they called him out for this because uh, he was, James Gunn was being hired to make Guardians of the Galaxy. And now James Gunn was going to be, you know, a name that people knew about. Unless you knew about Troma, you know, prior to uh, Guardians, you, you wouldn't really know about him. And he had to reckon with these tweets in 2012. And these tweets, I think, date back to 2009. And Mike Cernovich, a couple of days ago, resurfaced these tweets and said, this is proof that there is a pedophilia ring in Hollywood. And these tweets are horrible. And now they're back about 10 years after he tweeted them and about six years after he apologized to GLAD and the rest of the world for making them. And about eight, four years after being hired uh, to make uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and so on and so on and so on. And he apologized for them. He said uh, roughly the same statement that he gave back in 2012, which is anybody who knows me knows that I, back in the day, I used to make horrible jokes because I thought it was fun or funny to be attention grabbing and to, to say terrible things. I have changed as a person. I realized the error of my ways. I didn't delete those because I, I'm, not, I'm not burying them. What I thought you deleted them. I thought he deleted. He didn't the delete those tweets. He deleted his. He turned his account off. Though. Gotcha. Yeah. So you can still find those tweets. Um, and uh, uh, just a little bit later that same day, uh, was it the same day or was it the day after Disney fired him? I'm he is sure. no longer making Guardians of the Galaxy three. Now, so we've offered some context for um, James Gunn. The important context of Mike Cernovich, the, the guy who um, uncovered this again recently. Mike Cernovich is an, uh, an, a, a member of the alt-right. Uh, he is or is not? Is, is. He is a member of the alt-right. He has made a living being terrible. Um, he is also the person who pushed the Pizzagate conspiracy. Do you recall this? Uh, I've, I've learned about this recently. He said that Hillary Clinton was part of a pedophile ring that took place in the basement of a pizza place. None of this is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he's pushed that for a long time. He's tweeted his own really terrible things. Um, he was accused of sexual assault. He says date rape can't exist. Um, so the reason that I point these things out is because Mike Cernovich is a big fan of Donald Trump, and James Gunn hates Donald Trump and tweets vociferously, often. Come on with this word. Uh, loudly and frequently. There we go. Uh, against Trump. Uh, rails against Trump all the time. And Cernovich, uh, a little bit like a Trump attack dog, went for him, found the dirt, killed him. And gun is gone. And here we are with 
the pieces remaining, trying to figure out what just happened. Was James Gunn supposed to be fired? Did Disney do the right thing? Does anybody, should we take Mike Cernovich as, as an arbiter for these kinds of things? Should, should he be the person responsible for finding these horrible things? What just happened? I'm basically like, it's like a tornado just blew through and my house disappeared. And I'm mm. like, what just happened? Where are we? And that's where I am. And mm. the past couple of days have been thinking about all of this and trying to unpack it. I can tell you from the jump, I just had a bad taste in my mouth as this is the whole thing is happening. Talk to me about that. Because I'm thinking like, this is not how I want things to go down. I don't look, James Gunn is not my friend. I don't know him. I'm not going to defend him just because I liked Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't mean that he's the best or like we have any kind of relationship other than I gave the company that he that hired him money. But uh, immediately discovering that Cernovich was the person responsible for digging these things up and that Gunn has uh, uh, apologized for these things back in 2012, I just have a bad taste in my mouth that I've been trying to articulate. Like what something seems funky here hmm. and I don't like it. And uh, now we're also seeing uh, friends, affiliates, peers of James Gunn, his brother, Dave Bautista, Chris Pratt, comedians and, and, and other folks, other celebrities, Selma Blair, um, saying, Disney, you fucked up. You should rehire him. Where are we, Octavius? Well, where are we? I think it'd be good for us to have a couple, a little bit of conversation. Can you find what Disney actually said? Their uh, statement? Their actual statement. And yeah, I want to like read with, um, what James Gunn has said here. <clears throat> so in his tweets, so, so first of all, let's, let's go back to what's actually going on here. There's a tweet um, that's now been deleted. I, I don't remember what it says. And Mike Cernovich says, why is at Disney filmmaker James Gunn doing readings with a convicted pedophile? James Gunn responds. And that, if you think about it, if you look at it, that's kind of bait, mm -hmm. it seems like. Mm -hmm. It seemed like bait. And because it seems like he had this information in a tuck. Yeah. And he threw it out there to see, see if he'd get back at him. And James says, yeah, that was the point of the tweets, dummy. I left. I showed up to the reading and there was a convicted pedophile there. Victor Salva, the director of Jeepers Creepers. And I was fucking horrified. And his response then says, what about these deleted tweets? What's the explanation for these? And then he brings up these various tweets that, you know, if you're interested in these, you can read them. I'm not about to read this on, on, on our show. Nah. So um, then from there, we can go into what James Gunn has said in response to this whole thing coming up. Because when that came up, that's where James goes, all right, let me, let me make these comments. So in a string of tweets, he says, one, many people who have followed my career know where I started I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. As I have discussed publicly many times, I've developed as a person, so has my work and my humor. It's not to say I'm better, but I am very, very, it's not to say, I, it's not to say I'm better, but I'm very, very different than I was a few years ago. Today, I try to root my work in love and connection and less in anger. My days saying something just because it's shocking and trying to get attention are over. In the past, I have apologized for humor of mine that hurt people. I truly felt, truly felt sorry and meant every word of my apologies. For the record, 
when I make these, when I made these shocking jokes, I wasn't living them out. I know this is a weird statement to make and seems obvious, but still here I am saying it. Anyway, that's the complete, completely honest truth. I used to make a lot of offensive jokes. I don't anymore. I don't blame my past self for this. Um, but I like myself more and feel like a more full human being and creator today. Love to you. Love you. Love you to you all. So that's what he that's what he posted on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So do we have um, what uh, we do? Uh, so Disney. Oh wait, one more, one more thing. Okay. Oh no, no, yeah, I'll read that afterwards. That was his response. Disney's statement, as this that this this concluded, uh, is the offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James Twitter's Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our studio's values, and we have severed our business relationship with him. That's it. That's the whole thing. So Gunn then issued this statement says my words of nearly a decade ago were at the time totally failed and unfortunate efforts to be provocative. I have regretted them for many years since, not just because they were stupid, not at all funny, wildly insensitive, and certainly not provocative like I had hoped, but also because they didn't reflect the person I am today or I've been for some time. Regardless of how much time has passed, I understand and accept the business decisions taken today. Even these many years later, I take full responsibility for the way I conducted myself then. All I can do now, beyond offering my sincere and heartfelt regret, is to be the best human being I can be, accepting, understanding, committed to equality, and far more thoughtful about my public statements and my obligations to our public discourse. To everyone inside my industry and beyond, I again offer my deepest apologies, love to all. So, Octavius A. Newman. Yes. What do you think of all this? Um, I think it's a lot of stuff that we talk about a lot on Comic Book Junto. It's a lot of stuff that we talk about personally in our own free time. It's stuff that's very, very important to me. Um, And uh, I think it's a conversation of nuance and how difficult that is and how difficult that is on the internet. We talk about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times... The internet is not the place for nuance. The internet is not a place to have discussions of depth and have it, it's 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 a it's a hot take culture mm-hmm. and it's a react and it is it is a reactive culture that we live in on the internet. Mm-hmm. And um, it's weird for me to process. It's not weird for me to process through, but it's like it's it's interesting for us all to process through because this is something that we all have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that we're used to dealing with these kinds of things in depth. We're used to dealing with them in quick reactions. And mm-hmm. I think that out of all of this, the one thing that I can put my finger on and have a pretty definitive response to is Marvel mm-hmm. slash Disney. Sure. And I talked to you about this a little bit earlier, but I'd like you to read something like read Marvel's response again, if you don't mind. Yeah, well, this is not Marvel's response. Excuse me, Disney's response. Yeah, this is uh, Disney chairman Alan Horn. Mm-hmm. The offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James' Twitter feed are right, right there. Discovered. Mm-hmm. So let's focus on that word right there. Yeah. The defense. Say that one more time. The offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James' Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our studio's values. Okay. So, 
there's a term, there's a saying in the culture that I think greatly applies here. And this is not about who's right necessarily, whether they should or shouldn't have. You did decide to work with James Gunn. That's right. You did decide to work with James Gunn. Keep that same energy when it hits the fan. Keep that same energy. Don't you dare try to sit here and talk about discovered Mm -hmm. like you just found out about this. Uh Uh-uh. Don't act like that. Don't get new now. I'm going to tell you something. To me and my way of life and the way I roll, that's corny. Like that's... That we're having a conversation of character now. Like we're having a conversation of let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. Yeah. Don't act like you didn't know about what was going on. If Mike, whatever his name, Severnovich, what's his name? Cernovich. Cernovich found these tweets. Yeah. You don't think Disney found these tweets? Disney, who was going to buy Fox for billions of dollars, they couldn't pay someone $1,000? Sure. Shoot, $100 to comb through all James Gunn's tweets? You don't think somebody's done that already? Sure. That's the one thing I can hang my hat on and I can anchor my carabiner to and go, oh, don't act brand new. Mm. Don't act brand new. Mm-hmm. Don't act like you're just finding this out. Yeah. If you're going to stand with somebody, stand with them. And if you're going to change your mind, own your change of mind. Don't act like the victim here. Don't mm-hmm. act like James Gunn duped you and he tricked you. You knew what it was when you got here. When you hired him to make Guardians 1, this had already been brought up. That's right. And, and just to just shed some light on that, uh, in 2012, um, this is this is the story that came up. This is from the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. Um, that that group was not pleased with James Gunn's tweets. Those exact same series of tweets, and I'm sure there are you know many of them. They're sporadic, like around that time period, he was probably to get a rise out of people on all kinds of shit, right? And uh, back then, uh, Gunn apologizes. He says, a couple of years ago, I wrote a blog that was meant to be satirical and funny. I'm In rereading it over the past day, I don't think it's funny. The attempted humor in the blog does not represent my actual feelings. Uh, I can see that statements were, are badly worded and offensive to many. I'm sorry. I regret making them all. So, you know, we, we went on this ride, and this happened in 2012. Okay, so in 2012, this is probably around the same time that he was hired to make the first Guardians, which released in theaters in 2014. So there's that. He was hired right then, maybe. So Marvel, right then. So so Disney, you trying to tell me you just discovered them, but you didn't discover them when Guardians one. You didn't discover them in Guardians two. You didn't discover him when he was writing Guardians 3. You didn't discover him when he dis- you decided that you were going to have him basically pilot and captain the Marvel, what is it, like outer space or like, you know, the outer, the, like the, the cosmos, the cosmic, yeah, yeah, the Marvel cosmic stuff that you guys were talking about. Y'all didn't know nothing about that, mm-hmm. but you know where all the infinity gems, <laughs> infinity stones yeah. are. So that, let, me, know let me toss about, this out to you. You know where vi- all the vibranium is. 
but you don't know all of this. And I want to say this to make it clear. This is not a conversation about whether they should or should not have hired him. Mm -hmm. This is a conversation about your integrity. If you're going to say yes to something and you find yourself caught up in your yes, mm -hmm. own your yes. Yeah. And if you're going to change your mind, you change your mind. You say, you know what? We hear you guys. We hear what you're saying. We, we made a decision to work with this person. Mm -hmm. And now that we have made that decision and we have had some other people give us input, we are deciding to change our mind. Yeah. We always knew about it, but now that we've heard other people's perspectives and that it's hurting people and offending people, we're making a decision. Yeah. But don't act like you're confused. And I use this analogy before and I want to use it again because on just be frank on the internet in case this isn't making sense. Yeah. Adam, I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. Adam, you're also Flirt Vonnegut. That's right. Who is Flirt Vonnegut? Flirt Vonnegut is my stage persona when I host burlesque shows in Philadelphia. What's a burlesque show? A burlesque show is uh, a lot of different things, but what you'd probably recognize it by is people who are performing a striptease routine on stage, getting down to their legally allowed to nudity and uh, people throw money at you. How often do you do this? Every week. Do I know this? Oh, yeah. You do. You do. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't even need to get into the ins and outs of what that means. Sure. But I think there's enough context in this story for you to understand. If I'm out there living my life, hanging out with you, doing a podcast with you, needing a kidney, receiving a kidney from you, <laughs> all of this stuff, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then someone comes and goes, did you know? Not even comes, they come approach me in front of your face. Mm -hmm. I'm standing right there. They run up on, hey, yo, you know this guy does burlesque and flirt Vonnegut and da 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 And I go, my word. Yeah. I, 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 now that this information has been brought to my attention, I can no longer do this podcast. I can no longer associate myself with such filth. Yeah, you right, say, what? Octavius would say the offensive attitudes and statements discovered on Adam's burlesque feed are indefensible. No, <laughs> you're yeah. my friend or you're not. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not gonna now not become your friend because I'm in front of people. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stand there and go, yeah, that's my friend. Mm -hmm. What's the problem? Yeah. I made that decision. Yeah. And if I say, you know what, I'm feeling true conviction from what you're saying to me, then I own the conviction. Yeah, And I, I say, hey, you know what? I've thought about it. I have to have a difficult conversation. But that's not even where I'm at. But what I'm, my point is, I have the right to go either way. Mm -hmm. But if I stand here and go, I, what? what? Mm -hmm. you, I've been to your house yeah. for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know? I come to your house. I'm Octavius at your house. If your, friends, if your family is like, oh, I didn't know he was black. Yeah. <laughs> and Adam's like, you know what? Now that I think about it, maybe he shouldn't be... Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. That 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 is um, maybe one of the most egregious and terrible things that a person could do is to betray someone's loyalty on, on based on what, like some group of some group, some community in your life says you shouldn't be spending time with that person, and you say, you know what, you're right. Let me just throw everything that we had to waste and and be gone, or. Tell one person, give them some lip service and say, you're absolutely right. And then give you a completely different lip service and say, those people are crazy. Actually, I will hang out with you. You're like to be, to be uh, on disloyal in that way, to be two-faced in that way is, is I atrocious. It. I, it is atrocious. And I understand that. I, I want to bring up 
that the difference in in the scenario involving you and I mm-hmm. and the scenario involving uh, Disney and James Gunn is Disney's not a person, and it ain't about friendship. And when James Gunn said. I understand the business decision. He he is calling it what it is. It's a yeah. business decision, right? And I understand that. And yeah. and I think that there's room for that. I'm not even talking about the business decision. Sure. I'm talking about the presentation. Oh yeah, it's trash. They, you that, present, that word usage. You are presenting as though had we known, mm-hmm. we would have never. But now that we do, we have decided to change all of our. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. You don't get to stand on a mountaintop and declare at this point. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You own it and go, hey, we made a call. Now we're going to make another call. Yeah. And people make calls all the time. Sure. That's the, that's the thing. It's the, it's the, it's the, is the word integrity I'm talking about? What's yeah. the word I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah. Sure. It's just like, don't play like it's something it's not. I think, I have a feeling that, that part of the way, well, a, a couple of things. First and foremost, I don't really think Disney had a choice, but they worded everything b- terribly, about as badly and, as you and can. And the wording is what I'm coming for. Yeah, I, I don't really the wording, not the decision, right? Because sometimes, as a business person, you got to make the business. You got to separate. This is a PR move, right? and I can't have that hanging over this brand right now. It's Disney, and you. Right? Bro- and the truth of the matter is, there's forgiveness, but forgiveness does not mean that there are no consequences. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? You can be forgiven and still do it consequences forever. Right. If you crack an egg, you can't uncrack it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And them consequences going to come get you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they come get you. Sometimes they don't. So if, I, and I, I'm going to have another honest conversation. Mm-hmm. I have had to apologize to my wife for the baggage that I have brought into our marriage because of my lack of stability in a career. Mm -hmm. Wife, I know that I've made it harder because my career isn't as stable as yours. Mm -hmm. I know that I've made it harder for you because of X, Y, and Z and yada, yada, yada. Sure. And I'm not talking about my intention, but I'm acknowledging the impact that I brought. Yeah. And I understand your frustration and I understand. And my wife has said similar things to me. Sure. You know what I'm saying? We, we have to acknowledge not our intention, but our impact because she can forgive me, but that doesn't mean the consequences of, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people got to deal with that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's cool for you or I or she or whomever to constantly hang that over my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as I'm growing and developing and maturing and moving forward and, and asking for forgiveness and asking for and even repenting and turning away from something that if your heart, if your heart is to keep me enslaved to that, mm-hmm. that tells me more about you than it tells about me. Sure. Because if I can't grow, if I can't change, if I can't mature, if I can't develop, if you call me out and I change and you won't let me change, mm-hmm. what's the point of calling me out? Mm-hmm. What's the purpose? Yeah. That's the that's the more moral side that I'm that, that's the other side I'm on, which I don't this is kind of subjective, but I'm just I'm sharing my heart. Yeah. Cause it's like, if my wife don't let me change, that's not even really about me. You know what I mean? You can say like and I and I appreciate James Gunn. Guilty. Got me. Yeah. 
Well, no, we'll see. It wasn't. It was me. Yeah, there's no deceit. I did it. There's no deceit. He's not trying to backtrack. He's. He, I mean, he said. I'm sure this is difficult for him. Uh, I will freely admit. I'm not weeping for James Gunn. I think he's going to be all right. Right, but yeah. he is. He is dealing with the consequences as they have been doled out to him. And the consequences, I get them. Yeah. And that's a decision that you're allowed to make. You're yes. allowed to make that decision and go. And I think. In understanding, yeah, I did that, and these are the consequences for what I did. Mm-hmm. And this may follow me forever, but I'm not going to let this, you know, define me. Because that is not who I am. That is what I did. All of that makes up who I am. Yeah. You know, like we've talked about with superheroes all the time. You think superheroes always make the right decision? You don't think Batman almost killed somebody a couple times? Mm-hmm. You think Batman might have killed somebody we don't know about? Sure. You know what I mean? We just haven't written that story yet. Sure. About that body that Batman got that nobody knows. It. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we're all bad. I need to make something. Like, we're all bad guys. There is not this magical good guy who has never done anything wrong. There's no such person. And I and I struggle with this idea and this attitude of, like, there are good people and there are bad people, mm-hmm. you know? And the good people get to stand in judgment of the bad people as though they have never been bad. Right. Like, we're all bad guys. And there are some times that you got to call bad people out. But apologies and growth have to mean something. Yeah. If, you're, if, if your word and deed, if your words and your actions are lining up and they are walking in the opposite direction of who you were, that's got to mean something. Yeah. It might not mean you get to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And but, I understand yeah, that. Yeah, so that's one of the consequences. But that doesn't... But we can't sit here and act like... You are still the same person. That's yeah. not fair. Right. You got to let me grow. Don't you want me to grow? You know, I'm not talking to you, Adam. I'm no, getting, I, I know exactly. getting intense about I know exactly what you're getting because it's at. about Because I'm thinking about, am I going to get a chance to grow? Yeah. And I think if you're honest, we've all had that moment where that family member or friend, man, you ain't never going to change. You still going, you always going to be. And you like, sometimes it'd be making me want to cry because it's like, I'm not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. I have grown. Mm-hmm. I am different. Yes, I did that. Mm-hmm. That was me, but that is not me. Yeah. Now that, that's, so that's one of the things that, that opens up here. Um, this this seems like it's unrelated, but I promise it's tangential. One of the reasons why Man Thing and Swamp Thing exist together is because neither of those companies were going to call the other one out. Mm-hmm. Because DC wasn't going to say, "Hey, you stole that from us," and Marvel wasn't going to say, "You stole it from me," mm-hmm. because they keep doing that. That's what they do, right? They they steal each other's characters for a long time in the industry. That was that was status quo for comics Deadpool and Deathstroke yeah I mean like name it right Uh, the Thunderbolts Marvel and Suicide Squad DC I'm like name it It, it's 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 egregious so the reason that I bring that up is because when you when you bring up someone's past especially a celebrity maybe in the comedy or filmmaking or like provocateur art realm um, when you bring that up for for this person you're not actually talking about this person and their past in, you know, uh, abuse or um, uh, sexual assault or crimes or murder or something. You're talking about this person trying to find their voice and fucking it up so bad. But so many artists have been there. And now we're going to be in a stage where you're like, well, Paul Rudd's Ant-Man. How about some of his nasty stuff that he's put out? Because he's been in some weird stuff. DC or is Disney ready to stand by everything that he did in Wet Hot American Summer? I don't know. Or like, how about the fact that 
uh, Kendrick Lamar did the score for Black Panther. Great point. If, is Disney ready to listen to or read some of his lyrics? I'm not throwing Kendrick under the bus. I'm saying like, what is the precedent now? Uh, yeah, I want to make a point about that. I don't. I just want to clarify how I'm hearing it. You're not bringing up Kendrick to say that Kendrick is wrong. No, you're bringing you're bringing up Kendrick to point out the potential hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Or the call to, we'll keep that same energy then. Yeah, exactly. Let's go ahead and get the fine tooth comb. And the, the and reason, let's, let's comb through it. The reason that I'm bringing that up is because there's a part of me that believes part of the reason why Disney had to do this, and I do believe they had to do this, part of the reason I believe they did is because back in May, Roseanne, Roseanne Barr, mm-hmm. Roseanne had a show with ABC. They can Roseanne because Roseanne made a terrible, vile, racist comment. This year, she in was 2018, actively correct. She was actively, and so they get rid of actively her. And so being I think, racist. I think there's there are some, and it won't be me, but there are some who are going to say, "Well, Disney set the standard, and they had to abide by the standard they set." And I don't believe these are the same things. I don't think. I, the I same do thing not either. believe these are the same things. I think they're both horrible. Yes, but they are not both the same and this is where we have that conversation of nuance Mm -hmm. and nuance is hard Mm -hmm. nuance is hard yeah so speaking of nuance part of the reason why i have such a bad taste in my mouth is as this was unfolding very quickly would i find out or or just just a small the briefest of mentions would i find out how this came to pass and mike cernovich's name coming up and that if there's a villain in the story i believe it's this this individual because this is part of the way that he's going to condemn people who stand against him and what bothers me is the stories that were being published immediately over the weekend didn't involve him. That context was missing. That nuance was missing. And I think a story that gets published about this, about James Gunn, about these tweets, and about Disney's decision this past weekend that doesn't include his name is incomplete. It's an incomplete story. And that, that's not all right. I, I don't think that's all right. I think we, we have to have a full picture here. James Gunn, take some time off. Do what you have to do. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. How about we call up Rick Famuyiwa? He's not making the Flash movie. Maybe he wants to make Guardians 3. And wouldn't it be nice to have that going on over in Marvel? Look, this we, we can have something positive yeah, come Marvel from this. Marvel's going to be fine. We can have something positive come from this. But I, I'm, I'm with you. Disney can't come out here and pretend like it's the first time they've ever heard of this. And let me at least acknowledge that I know there have been you know, reshaping of the company back in 2015 because there was a time when Disney owned Marvel and now Marvel Studios is like incorporated more directly into Disney. So I understand, I understand things are different, different people, part of different departments and different decisions from 2012 to 2014 to now. But man, the, the whole thing has me feeling disappointed, sad. This, like, this is how it's going to go down. This is how it's going to... De- I don't like it. I don't like it. James Gunn's got to deal with what, what happened, and it seems like he's prepared to. And I wonder what's next. <laughs> you know? that that's Now, there, here's where we are right now. We're on the precipice of seeing what, hap- what happens next. Mm-hmm. Do the dominoes fall? I don't know. Yeah. I I do know that there are a lot of people who feel like the alt-right got away with one. 
Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people's perspective. Like they got one to some degree. They put they put they put they put some points on the board. To some degree, that's how I feel. Like they they got one. They they put points on the board, and I, I don't like that. I don't like that. And I guess part of the reason why I'm feeling that way, especially, is I'm feeling like not all that many people acknowledge that, and that's bothersome to me. Feels a little bit like a revisionist history. Like just say it. Say what the whole story is. Say the whole thing. The whole thing. And um, I I want to I want to you want to talk about our uh, our panel that didn't get yeah up yeah again yeah yeah this is, uh, please again yeah we we uh, we proposed the panel real late in the game uh, but we proposed the panel for New York Comic Con Keystone. Oh, that's right. Keystone Comic Con. Uh, we previously tried to do New York Comic Con and got turned down. But we wanted to do Keystone Comic Con. It'll be the first read pop Comic Con in Philadelphia. We want to, you know, we, we want Comic Book Junto to have a showing. And we proposed a panel about how we deal with heroes when they disappoint us. And, you know, whether it's, it's like we wrote in the proposal, whether it's on the red carpet or if they're wearing capes. Heroes disappoint us. They do. Now what? Is there grace for them? Is there a way back? Is there a trajectory? How do, what consequences do they have? Do they have privilege that prevents them from having to deal with consequences? Or do they just get shut down more harsh than other people because they're public figures? And what do we do? Do we have to cancel them? Hashtag cancel them? Mm-hmm. Do we have to claim online that our, our childhood is ruined? burn all of our Captain America comic books, take our, our, our favorite uh, VHS tapes of Bill Cosby himself, toss it in the pyre? What do we do with our memories, with our nostalgia, with our love? Well, how do we deal with it? Yeah. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to bring in some, you know, some friends of ours, uh, some people from the industry, storytellers, um, and, and have a panel of people being honest, you know, not not releasing press statements. Mm-hmm. Nuance. Yeah, we wanted to have a nuanced nuance. conversation about, you know, the personal struggle, figuring out how people cope with these things and wh- where we go from there, how we pick up the pieces. Yeah. Unfortunately, Keystone Comic Con tells us there's, uh, there's no L- bandwidth. Lots of folks. They liked it a lot. Yeah. They're going to keep it on the waiting list. Yeah. And, you know, we appreciate being considered. Mm-hmm. Um, but Thank you I, for your five stars and positive comments. Of course. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about and touch on in light of that is I was listening to Love It or Leave It. Yes. Great, great podcast. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that was brought up I thought was was really cool. And I have a little remix on what they said. Oh, word. Um, it's called The Genius Jerk Paradox. Tell me more. This paradox of, I think they called it Ashhole Genius. I don't know what it, what it was. But anyway, Genius Jerk Paradox. This idea that you can only be one. You're either a genius or you're a jerk. Mm. One or the other. You can't be both. The whole thing that we always talk about, we're all bad guys. And I think that that's a really interesting way of putting this and understanding that you can be a genius and be a jerk at the same time. Yeah. And I think a lot of what we're dealing with is the inability to reconcile that as a fact. Yes. You know, either Kanye's a genius or he's an asshole. Yeah. No, definitively, he is both. And that's, but, but we, you can't be both on the internet. Yeah, right. 
Like, because right. to be a jerk is to disqualify you from being a genius, being a genius, yeah. or your right to participate. And I think there's a aspect of that that's real. You know what I mean? Like, there is a certain part of it that is works based. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You must behave yeah. in order to, you know, you must be this tall to ride this ride. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you're a report card. You got to get certain grades if you want to get something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think that we're really trying to work that out as a culture and as a community. Like, where do we draw those lines? Some of us are trying to work that out. Some of us don't seem to want to work that out, you uh, know? Well, I think that's what I'm trying to work out. Yeah. I think that's what you're trying to work out. You can speak Indeed. for yourself. Indeed. Just trying to figure out, like, how much jerk do I allow my geniuses to have? Sure. And the whole point of, like, it doesn't disqualify your ability to make things mm-hmm. both ways. It's not like... Well, he's a genius, so you know you gotta let him rock. Right. You gotta let him rock out. Like, nah, he's bugging. Right. Like, you, you're not allowed to do that. Right. And there's another aspect that it's like, yeah, he did that, or she did that, or that happened. Well, that doesn't disqualify him from participating, right? Or does it? But I, I just think I want to submit that for people to consider. That goes. And I'm and I'm more so saying it for the folks at home because I know a lot of times that I have to look at myself and go, I know I'm not perfect. Do you remember chat rooms? Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. if somebody had what this you what were saying, saying in chat rooms? This is what I'm saying. We this wouldn't is... be able to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. I'm I'm like I'm I'm I'll they be just the... weren't screenshotting back then. I'll be the first. Yeah, nobody's keeping the receipts. I'll I'll be the first person to say I've I've come a long way. I've changed a lot. I made a lot of jokes that I shouldn't have made. I've said a lot of things that I shouldn't have said. I've experimented with a lot of beliefs, attitudes, humors, My know, under- like all kinds of different things. I've come a long ass way. Yeah. And I recognize that I wasn't like this before. Right. I wasn't like this before. I, you needed an opportunity to grow into this. Yeah. And everybody don't grow, but that doesn't mean they should take away your opportunity to grow. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, don't take away my opportunity. Give me a chance to get it right the wrong, get it wrong the right way. Give me a chance to to change. Like, say something to me. Articulate it to me. Give me an opportunity. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Let's dialogue. Like, give me a chance to, to grow here. But if you don't give me a chance to grow, then you're just going to cut cut me off at the roots mm-hmm. as soon as it like you know what i'm saying like imagine yeah you're supposed to prune a tree you're supposed to prune it like you know mr miyagi and pruning the bonsai tree but you don't cut the tree down yeah and just yeah yeah, yeah. because it's growing the wrong way you can prune it a bit right but i think we're just on the internet chopping trees down i think i think there's some components here too i, I want to acknowledge this we're we're living in a world right now that is unbelievable all right. Our president tweeted all caps a threat against Iran last night at what? Midnight? And said, you know, you better shut your damn mouth, basically, or we will bomb you with fire and fury. Right? Like he's tweeting. He mad he is mad tweeting in all caps. The mad tweeting at at a world power who can bomb us off the planet. Like, I mean, the world that we live in is literally unbelievable. And I think one of the ways that folks like us deal with this, cope, is we try to find other places where we can exert any control. And sometimes it looks like this. It's like if I can control, if I can boo someone off stage elsewhere, hmm. then it gives me the ability to flex my authority. 
Hmm. Like I have some authority. I see this in my community. I'm, I'll bring burlesque up and I don't need to go into detail, but I see in my burlesque community, this niche community in Philadelphia, right? Small focused community. You'd think we'd have more in common than not, right? We found ourselves in this art form of all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are people who are ready to tear people out of the scene. Get, get the hell out of here. Kick them out of here based on the way that they perform or their past grievances. And I think part of the reason that they do that with, so hastily is because this is something that they can control. I can get you gone based on what you've done or your perceived offenses. I can't get the president gone. I can't get some other figures gone. I can't control the the rest of this chaos but i can do that and i th- i i'm not saying this is 100% of why we are where we are why we get rid of nuance and context and why we have hot takes and we we trust all that i think there are real psychological effects from the the fire hose of information that yeah. we get th- on the internet i believe that but i do believe that that's a piece of it and Without without checking that, that that we will go out of control. We will we will turn into cannibals. We will eat our own because we can't control the forces outside of us. I, I see that happening, and James Gunn is going to be fine. Yeah, this, this conversation like they, isn't really this. Like James Bunn is a James Bunn. James Gunn is a catalyst for a greater conversation. That's right, and it's the conversation that uh, prompts me to say, "Internet, you can grow. Yeah, you can change. Mm-hmm. There is mercy for you. There is grace for you, and it's not about I should be allowed to be able to tweet pedophile. That's not the point of this." James Gunn should direct, get Taika Waititi to do it, get Ryan Coogler to do it. We'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The MCU will be fine. Mm -hmm. What I'm concerned about is if we go home and go, so am I this? Mm -hmm. Because I know there are people who are listening that go, there's something telling you. There's an accuser. There's a friend there's a family member, there's an associate, there's a circumstance that you think of, you remember it coming. It might not be on your mind all the time. It might come back to you and you're like, I'm never going to get past that. Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be that. No, you won't. Yeah. This, this No one's ever going to let me grow. I'll never be able to change. Yes, you can. Yeah. And I think it's important for us with our platform to say, you can change. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean there won't be any consequences. But you can change. We always talk about, you know, diversity and representation and all this kind of stuff. And we're not talking about it because we want to punch people in the face and kick them in the nuts. We're talking about it because we want people to change. And if people are trying to change and in the process of them changing, you slap them in the face and keep pointing at and keep rubbing their nose in their poop. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. You can so I I want to I don't want this to discourage people from trying yeah. to change. Yeah. And that's what's on my heart when I think about this. It's like whatever for James Gunn. But let's use this as an opportunity to say internet you can change mm-hmm. and it's worth your time. Because not everyone wants to just rub your nose in it. There mm-hmm. are people who love you and care for you and will help you and support you and it's worth putting the effort into changing. Mhm. 
you know, and there are people who will accept you for who you are trying to be. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just important for me to say. I don't know if that aligns with anybody. I don't know if that aligns with you, Adam. Yeah, it does. But I just think it's important to say that. I, I agree. Uh, I I I hope for more discourse as often as possible. You said this earlier in the day. Uh, if, if you have an outlet to make it, if you have a place to create that or to push for that, then you have to. Like I, I feel an obligation as a citizen of the world. I have to make that space. I have to talk about that. I have to be a part of Comic Book Junto. And that's, look, that's why I feel so bad to be away from Comic Book Junto for uh, a long while. But I got to take care of my other stuff as well, mm-hmm. right? You got to, yeah. I got to take care of myself. And uh, making time to emphasize how important it is th- that we live in a world like this, that we, we take care of each other and we let each other grow. And then there's no one size fits all. Like not everybody deserves to be punished in the exact same way for all these assortment of things. That it's it's nuance. It's hard work. Being woke is hard. Nuance is hard. Nuance is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Long live nuance. Rest in peace, nuance. <laughs> long live nuance. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's that might be the name of the. The episode title right so that's episode 96 uh there's a part of me that wonders if we want to like release this in part a part b you know like really make a mixtape out of it (laughs) you know like you came here for sdcc what's up we got you you came here for conversations about nuance you fast forward a little while (laughs) right yeah well welcome to comic book junto if this is your first time this is how we get down. We need to have some sort of like on the Joe Button podcast. Mm-hmm. They play the Gap Band when they talk about something heavy, yeah. and then they come back on and they play on play something positive. Is there some sort of like uh, super? Oh, what what is it? Um, oh, you haven't seen the movie. I was going to talk about something from Teen Titans Go to the movies. Oh, Teen Titans Go. Yeah, I'm stoked to see that movie. Anyway, very I, I seen see it. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I won't talk about it though. I want to very much. Uh, it's not out in theaters yet, but I believe it comes out this Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see that. I'm One see thing that about seeing screenings, mm-hmm. you don't have the moment on the weekend and go, "All right, no nah, man, it's what's hard. in the movies?" And you're like, "Oh, I've seen everything already." Yeah. We, we haven't done a one-shot on it, but I've been feeling so much pain because of Sorry to Bother You and having to bottle that up until mm. recently. Mm. Because only in re- until recently, it's it's been released. Um, seeing Sorry to Bother You and just sitting, thinking like, I got nobody to talk to about that. Have, has everybody who hasn't seen uh, Sorry to Bother You, go watch it. Go. Go. Now. Go Immediately. Watch immediately. Do what I did and just watch it through your hands if you have to. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that. It's get good. that guy to do... Get Boots Riley to do Guardians 3. Wow. Huh? I don't know if that's huh? the move. Gamora with the earrings? Uh, murder, murder, murder. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> I don't know if that's the move. But yeah. we shall see. Mm-hmm. You know, Taika's right there. Mm-hmm. Coogler's right there. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. plenty of people who can do it. Anyway, that's, that's episode it. 96. Is it 96. This is it, 96, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Share this episode with a friend. Let them know about the Junto. I yeah. just rhymed a lot just now. I got to make sure we, that we get that back. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to replicate that. Uh-huh. Um, so, at Octavia St. Newman, at Adam Tedderus, at Comic Book Junto. Hit us up, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. Send us emails. Um, let us know what your thoughts are on San Diego Comic Con. Aquaman trailer, Shazam trailer, Godzilla King of Monsters trailer, Iron Fist season two trailer, Glass trailer, 
Titans. Titans. Folks, let me hear. Marvel. I want to know where you stand universe. on the what Titans. Is it? No, DC Universe DCU. or whatever that is. Are you going to sign up for that or not? Um, yeah. Also, let us know what you think about what's going on with um, James Gunn. Yeah. Toxic Avenger. Yeah. That movie. <laughs> I was Toxic watching that. Avenger. I had no business watching that when I was Nobody a child. did. I... How did that happen? That movie's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Trauma. How did I watch that movie at such a young age? I did too. And you know what part of the reason is? There was a cartoon, The Toxic Crusader, right. which was the same character, and it was a Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. for children, yep. which is crazy because that movie <laughs> featured a child having his head run over and burst like a watermelon. It's just the wildest Was that movie. a cartoon? To- no, but Crusaders had uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. kid stuff, a Toxic Avenger, and there were like Five or six of them, Johns. There was one yeah. in which he became the president of the United States. And now that's not the wildest thing in the world. Yeah. So, like, Toxic Avenger was... Trauma is out. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You know, um, because... the Last thing. James Gunn worked with Trauma, and uh, that was very much a part of his his career of his world uh he would have cameos in guardians of the galaxy so the the creator of troma lloyd kaufman is in guardians of the galaxy Mm. so like that's that's a part of that was a part of his dna this like weird boundary pushing and i mean boundary pushing kind of gross out stuff he he even put that dude in guardians he was one of the prisoners in the the prison planet where rocket and Groot and all them were. it's weird though it's weird to think about just something to consider, like, what you go through makes you who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, certainly. So, all of that gave you Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. <laughs> Had he not gone through that... We wouldn't have the same... <laughs> the question is, would we get those movies that we enjoy? And I'm not saying anything other than asking that question as something to think about, to go... Are we willing to let, is it even worth people, you know what I mean? Like it's this, again, this nuanced question that I don't know that I have an answer to. Yeah. Because the answer is, it depends, dot, yeah. dot, dot, question mark. Yeah. Voice going higher. Like, it, right. Right. are you allowed to, but I mean, Charlamagne the guy says this and I really get it. This generation would never let Malcolm Little become Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Because if you ever watch X by, by, uh, uh, I was gonna say Sam Jackson. That's not it. X by Spike Lee. Yeah, and you see who Malcolm Little was and how he became Malcolm X. Yeah, it's like all the things that he went through as Malcolm Little is what made him Malcolm X. That's right. It's not to say those things were good or okay. No, but all the things that Sean Carter went, th- Jay Z went through, is what makes him Jay Z today. That's yeah, you don't have to praise the path, but you must acknowledge it. You you don't have to say that all of those things were good things. Because they were not. But you must acknowledge it. You you have to be aware that it is a part of everybody's story. All of us. And and when we and I think what we do is we front like we don't have that story. Right. When I when we respond the way we respond sometimes on the internet. Agreed. We act as though those people are alone and we cannot relate. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you forgot. Oh, mm-hmm. like, you know how I always joke and say, don't forget where you came from. Yeah. Like, that's what, the, it's a joke, but a lot of it is really rooted in don't forget where you came from. One, don't forget your peoples. Yeah. And also, 
you're not that far away from who you used to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? You make a left, make a right. The, the, the rain is pouring down tough. You have a tough conversation, you get fired. I mean, <laughs> you, you right back where you, like, if not for the grace of God, there go I. That's me. Mm-hmm. If it like and just that that reality anchoring us down and anchoring and keeping our heads from getting too filled, mm-hmm. remembering, man, I'm one bad day away from that. Yeah. You know? So doesn't mean that what people are doing is okay. I'm just advocating for sympathy and empathy and mercy and grace. Yeah. Not I'm not advocating to let people run wild without consequences. Yeah. But I'm just saying, hey, remember, you know, there's a lot of nuances. Long live nuance. All right. That's it. Episode 96. We we tried to close the show an hour ago. (laughs) Episode 96. That's what's up. Follow us on Twitter, at Comic Book Junto, at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tetris. We will be back. We're going to try to get up on some frequency, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you all about some plans that we have for the greater community, because yep. Octavius and I have been talking. But for now, we gots to get out of here. Got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. That's episode 96. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>